You are listening to the Truth Talk Podcast with Kathy Crabhanna. Good afternoon. This is Kathy Crabhanna. You are listening to Truth Talk, and I want to welcome you, first of all. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll enjoy the next few minutes as we kind of talk through some situations that might be interesting to you, and we hope they will be. Um, there's a lot of seasons in life. First of all, let me welcome my guest. Y'all want to say your names? I'm Kelly. I'm Tara. And I am Crystal. And how about my assistant, Cameron? Oh, my hi, I'm Cameron. <laughs> Cameron's always here. She's actually our engineer. She's a very smart young lady, and she's kind of gifted with uh, technology. I, I I do well to be able to take a selfie. Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got all the gizmos, and she like the microphone and the setup and the computer, and she just makes it all good. Is that why you practice so much? You know, like, I, I look through your phone sometimes, and you do take a lot of selfies. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not so just no, a lot of practice. No, let me tell you why I have the selfies. Do you want to know why? Because I don't have a mirror in my purse. That's mm. awesome. I do that too. I and I take a picture and I expand it to see if I'm ballistic. It's actually pretty smart. Yeah. So there I have a lot of selfies that nobody sees. So you're, you're practicing. Well, I'm really not. I'm looking at my lipstick. And sometimes I'm like checking my teeth. Did you see those? No. To see if anything went to Oh, that's way too much. Um, a few years back, um, the Crab family quit. We talked about this maybe in another episode or not. I don't remember. Honestly, it all runs together. That's called being 66. But the Crab family disbanded. So everybody could go do a ministry. It was like, it was kind of a divide and conquer kind of thing. It wasn't a we're quitting or we're going to go get jobs at Walmart or we're going to go back to school. It wasn't like that. It was like we're called out to do something else. Right. And it was corporate. Everybody at the same time, I think it was July, is this right, Crystal? July 31st, 2007. August 1st. August 1st. As of August 1st, done. August 1st, last paycheck from the crowd family, turn in your, whatever they went, what whatever was it turn in? I don't miss it was anything. <laughs> turn your badge. Not much. You didn't get to be the sheriff of the crowd family team anymore. And how I know that is Sophie was born on August 8th of that same year. So August 1st and then August 8th. So, the, so that happened. So mm-hmm. when that happened, Kelly went off and did her thing. I had already been doing my thing. You had been gone almost a year. You had had Gracie. And left really kind of choice. No, you got to get that baby out. Got to do it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And kind of left in conjunction with her birth, didn't Right. You? Mm-hmm. So you were gone a minute already. They were going on, the four of them. Uh, Jason was going solo. Right. Aaron was going with Amanda, and they were going to go mm-hmm. sing, which they we talked about this in Lane's segment the other night. They For a hot minute, mm-hmm. they went out and got a bus. and Yeah. Then went, what in the world have we done? <laughs> and ended up in Texas at a church. So that, that happened. Tara and Adam. Right. Started did, a crab revival. We yeah. Started crab revival. Kind of keeping the music alive with the band. Right. And it was a little bit more of a hard-hitting sound. Maybe even than the crab family. I don't know yeah. if that would be a good description, but sort of hard for for the genre we were in, yeah, you know, with the radio singles, it was a pretty hard hitting little band, good band, 
Um, and a great record. They made a great record. Yeah. Just FYI. Dang. I loved that record. If y'all want to buy that, uh, I don't know if we find it, but it's a good record. I think Adam still sells it, It's a it, great actually. record. Yeah, so th- there was that. And so that started up August of 07. Yes. So by about 18 months later, or maybe 20 months later, it would have been April of 09. Right. You called me. To come and meet you downtown and eat. Yeah. This is Tara. Tara. Yeah. P.F. Changs. She said, I, I want to I tell you some, I want to talk to you. And so uh, Steve and I went and met you and John. Do you remember this? I do. P.F. Changs. And you take it from there. So, yeah. So I was on the bus and I had a vision, I guess it was. I wasn't really asleep, but... I guess you call that a vision. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me um, a, I was on stage and I was looking out, like from the stage, looking out into the crowd and it was a bunch of women. Yeah. And it was like I was speaking to them. And, and then like in the back, it was like we were in a coliseum or something. And in the back, I could see like clothes and makeup and um like different booths if you know what i'm saying right like different have you ever seen that like like yeah. like what do you call those little markets or whatever mm-hmm. this is kind of something like that yeah like where you go like to little buy. boutiques yeah then. boutiques mm-hmm. that's the word i was looking for yeah little boutiques and um so anyway and then i kind of i don't guess woke up but i woke up from this vision and I didn't really know what it meant, but at that time I had put a fleece out before the Lord because I felt like that it was my time had come to an end with Crab Revival. Right. And I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't want to, I mean, I hadn't been there long enough to be like, I, I don't know. I was just kind of in the, the middle of. Well, we had so leave. much, we had a lot of transition in our family. Yeah. I think everybody 18, 20 months after Crab Family quit, I think Crystal. I think I think everything had been. I mean, it, I had to say, everybody. I, this sounds really bad. So yeah. y'all, y'all, if y'all get mad at me, you'll get over it. Everybody might have been a little bit spoiled. Yeah. You had a good bus. You had a nanny. Right. You had all the things that make life pretty easy. Right. And and then when you when the real world hit, I mean, Jason's out. I believe in a truck for a year or so. Right. right? Yes. And y'all were in a van. We were in a van, and then we upgraded to a, um, it was a, a big passenger van, but we were still sleeping in those bucket bucket seats. I mean, it was, like a bed. It was rough. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like the undergirding. With a kid. With a child. With the kid, and, the yeah. under, and I mean, those were kind of, you were doing your boot camp days. Right. After you've been doing this for 15 years. It's like, oh. Well, well I mean, we'd right. kind of done the boot camp in the beginning. Yeah. You know, we were spoiled maybe, but we'd worked a lot and sacrificed a lot to be at that point. Yeah. And yeah. everybody had to take a step in a different yeah. direction. It's kind of a starting over story, yeah. really. Yeah. Right. Really, a starting over oh, it, story. It, it wasn't was a, a lateral transition. It was a step yeah. back. Yes. Well, it was like rebuilding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and my son, he was three at the mm-hmm. time. And a very hyper kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was very hyper, and truthfully, it just wasn't. There wasn't enough space for him. Mm-hmm. Like he needed to be home right. with it's his tough. stuff, 
and have so a this, and he had a lot of energy. And be Spider-Man. A lo- yes, and be Spider- <laughs> and eat pasta and, and drink apple pasta. juice. Yeah. So on this night. You had been out with Adam, and you all had a really grueling schedule. Right. Your travel travel was hard, and you weren't home much. Right. So when you called and said, I, I want to talk to you, it was a little unusual. And I was going to have to drive downtown because you were there for GMA week, I think. Yeah. So, you know, I'm driving from Hendersonville, downtown Nashville. It's about a 30-minute drive. And I think my, my I think the conversation was more about, like, I needed an ear. Right. And it wasn't necessarily about the vision that I had, but in that time of talking, I told you that story. Right, that's right. Like, this is what happened, and I don't know where to put this. Maybe this is the next step in my life. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, but I was telling you kind of what I was going to do, and I just needed an ear. Well, I think just that, just you just, you needed to bounce it back off me, which is kind right. of what it really... Everyone does. What all y'all do. That's why I'm sitting over here texting it while you're talking. Because somebody's bouncing something off of me. But, um, yeah, so I was doing what I do. I was kind of just being a parent. And hearing you, because you you said, I'm going to leave Adam and take my kid home. Right. And I'm going to take him home. There's not enough comfort. It's too hard. Right. The road is too hard for a toddler. Yeah. And so we have that conversation, and I'm like, I, I, you know, you do what you got to do. It's, right. it's okay. In the end, it'll all be fine. It'll, it's a tra- But my point is, everybody's footing, yeah. you know, felt wobbly. Right. Nothing was like, oh, this is fabulous. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody was living that life, including me. I was out selling real. So, so yeah. you tell me in this in this night, right? <clears throat> About you know, I had this vi- I had this vision, and you mm-hmm. tell me you involved Rick. So Ricky Smith was up front, and yeah, the but you know he was driving your bus. So you give me all these details. Yeah. Well, I file it away because I file things away. I do that. My memory is decent, and I remember things. But I will tell you, memory's better than decent. Mm-hmm. It my really is. My so memory is very good. It's that a, really did happen too. <laughs> I got that from my mother. But I thought who, that... Who could recall everybody's phone number ever in the history of anybody she knew? Everybody. She could rattle That's it amazing. off without looking. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So I filed that away, but i got to tell you, Tara, mm-hmm. you give me this description. John's there, Steve's there. We're having P.F. Chang's, and we're really worried about, you know, our... Um, lettuce wraps and stuff <laughs> and I and I'm enjoying the meal enjoying the time but I when you tell me this story you say you know I saw these women and I was speaking and I'm going well they don't know Tara because Tara's too shy to be a speaker right. and I'm thinking okay well that's nice I mean just being real right. I'm trying to start over as well you're starting you've been starting this group with Adam and Kelly's out struggling and Crystal's out struggling, and Jason's out driving a truck, and everybody's in a struggle. Right, mode. and I'm telling you, I'm going home, so. Yeah. that. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. I'm just saying, the, the struggle of transition is, um, is clear in everybody's life. Right. So, I'm, str- I'm trying to find my footing as well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have, I mean, I'm 50 years old and unemployed. 50 years old and unemployed. And it, and the housing recession was on us like a, oh, I mean, yeah, it was like I a freight train. And, and Steve was a realtor and we got married. And so our lives were really in a struggle. Really in a struggle. Wait a minute. I got to, 
I had an epiphany. Somebody help me have an epiphany. I want to correct this. Jason was in a bus, a lease bus, because he had a band. Right, he didn't have He was out in a truck last year. That's valid. So maybe That's true. Let's brag about this That's good memory true. just went south real big time. No good memory here. Right story, wrong time frame. Wrong yeah. time frame. Lots to remember. Anyway, so Tara tells me this big story yeah. about this women, and I was like, That's nice, Tara. I really, I really love that. Maybe someday that'll happen happen for you girls. And I'm but I I'm thinking to myself. I'm trying to get out here and walk cow pastures mm-hmm. and get fence. I'm learning to be a real estate agent. At this point, I'm in my 50s. I'm unemployed. The recession mm-hmm. has hit. Steve is not unemployed, but it is. We kind of hit a patch of hell. underwater. We've yes. hit a patch yeah. of hell. Yeah. And I had a tremendous amount of overhead. And so it was not. I'm just out here just literally fighting devils, trying to float. So your story about the women didn't resonate with me. Right. I remembered it. I filed it away. I kept it. I would have taken that story all the way into my later years and think, okay, I wonder when God's going to do this. But I, I didn't think it had anything to do with me. So time passes, and um, weirdly, six years later, almost to the week, I guess it was to the week, Mm-hmm. And weirdly, things do happen to the week for me. Mm-hmm. I've sold real estate for seven years to the week. Mm-hmm. Right. To the week. And the Lord just said, November of 14, I'd gotten my license in seven right after the Crab family quit. November 14, I'd done fine. Been a good little run. I thought it was my forever job until I retired. And on November night, the Lord came to me and said, I want you to stop and go to a mountain. I mean, it's like it was almost like a Bible story. And yeah. I feel real spiritual. I feel real spiritual <laughs> telling this story. Oh, I'm, I have a mountain story about going to a mountain. And I looked at Steve and and I said, I'm going to go to. Of course, Steve thinks I'm crazy, you know, pretty much. And I said, I'm going to go for for real. I'm going to go to a mountain. I think I'm going to write a book. He's like, Oh, that's good. And he said, When? I said, Tomorrow. <laughs> And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I think it's tomorrow. I'm going to go tomorrow. And I'm supposed to look at the mountain where I write the book, while I write the book. And I'm going to need to get, I've got probably seven files of things I'm working on, two things that are closing. I've got one that's fixing, you know, I had some deals. I had some people showing. I was showing properties too. I had a couple of pendings. I had one just fixing the clothes. I was busy. Yeah. I was very busy with my job. A lot of intricate stuff. And I said, I'm going to need to let you take those files and walk those things out and get these people to the finish line, which was literally, he was 40 times better at than I was anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be leaving and I'll let you know when I'm coming home. Y'all remember this. Yep. I called and said, I'm going to... I think we even went with you. I'm going to get get y'all to come babysit at night, but you can't be there during the daytime. I'm going to write a book. Anyway, I went there and wrote a book, for real. Thought, okay, we're done. This is just a fun thing. I'm going to put it in the closet. They'll find the manuscript when I die. Ended up deciding to do the book. Put the book out. We sold the book. And then all of a sudden, I start getting all these letters from all kinds, I mean, 
hundreds of unsolicited letters and not knowing what to do about it. You right. know, bur tremendously burdened people. Right. People that were in the hottest season of their life um, just kind of stuck somewhere. Yeah. And it's like the Lord said, you know, what can you do with this? And um, one morning I just got up and thought, what do I do? And it's as if God said, you know, this is a movie, and I know it's a dumb quote for somebody to say about this, but I say it all the time. Build it and they will come. Mm -hmm. And I, before I could chicken out, now this is 3 in the morning. That's when I do everything. Everybody, when the phone shut down. I went and got my American Express card out of my purse. I went online, and I found a cabin resort in Pigeon Forge. Yep. And before I could chicken out, I went online and booked enough cabin space for a hundred women. Yep. Now I don't know who the hundred women are. Right. I have no idea who's gonna be there. But I knew that I needed to put myself in a corner where I couldn't chicken out <laughs> because I was supposed to build it and they would come. So I did that when Steve woke up. Y'all should live here. You're all moved out now. But when he wakes up in the mornings, he's just waiting to see what's going on during the night. <laughs> that probably sounds worse than it is. <laughs> no, yeah. But, he, but, so, but so, he, I think... <laughs> this is hilarious. I think he judges the night by what kind of dishes are in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream on the nightstand. Ice cream yeah. on the nightstand. <laughs> And usually my level of activity is always accompanied by the snacking that I've done. If I I've think been that's up, probably very accurate. Very <laughs> accurate. If I've been up all night, there's there will be more snack plates. You know, where I get the munchies when right. I'm working and doing and thinking. And he literally does. He gets up and he'll say, well, it looks... <laughs> like you had a busy night last night <laughs> you know i saw that you did you know you had chips and salsa and you, it looks like you might have had a cupcake and so oh, on this morning when he got up i was still up oh. and i said i got something to tell you <laughs> i have put about ten thousand dollars on our american express card oh my goodness um, and I don't think I've got anywhere near enough space, but I'm starting there. We'll start with that. And he said, uh, what did, he thought I was been online shopping or something. And I said, no, I feel like I have to bring these women to the mountain that I'm getting all these, I'm getting these letters where their, their hearts are. I mean, these are women that have been abused by their fathers. Mm -hmm. Women that have been dumped with five kids by a husband. Right. And your book resonated with My them. book resonated with these people. So, I mean, we're talking people who lost children. I, these are not just, oh, I, it's been a bad year and I, my job's not working out and we had to cancel our Florida trip. But it's people that their lives are in hell. They're in pits of hell. And I knew that it was my job to somehow connect these people to ministry. And I knew when I got through and I got them there, my job would be done. Then y'all would pick up the rest. And it was like, so all, so all, all through this next few, few days, I'm going to go and look at these cabins I've rented. Haven't looked at them, don't know where they are. I know they're facing the mountain. 
So I said to Tara, would you ride with me to Pigeon Forge? We're going to spend one night. We're going to go up to Gatlinburg where I've rented these cabins. And I want to go see because we need to figure out how we're going to have a service. Mm -hmm. yep. Where we're going to have it. How we're going to have it. And she said, sure. So we packed a bag and went on the way there. I and said, you said we were going to have uh, pancakes. Pancakes. Exactly <laughs> like today. A lot of pancakes in our lives. So, but but as when we were driving, mm -hmm. I, it was GMA week. It was when we were going there. Was it really? Wow. When we were going there to assess that property. Yeah. And then it occurred to me, this has been, this is the anniversary of your vision. And I remember we were sitting in the, um, at the big cabin. Mm -hmm. We were looking, because at this point, which we'll maybe talk about later, but at this point we hadn't even had... A place where we were gonna speak or sing or I don't even know that we even thought about that. We didn't we really had, know what we were doing. We, get, we had no idea right? what we were doing. But but I remember you saying, I think we can get some chairs over here. <laughs> remember outside, you're like we can maybe make this an outside like a brush thing. harbor, like a brush harbor, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were and it's like we were sitting in the um, parking lot of that cabin, and it was like I don't know if you I, I, with your memory, you're probably the one that brought it up because I don't think I was even thinking about this, but. You said, do you remember your vision? Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. like it just dawned on us, like, this is maybe the beginning of that. And mm -hmm. honestly, it was in April, and it was six years later. That was in April when you had the vision. Right. It was, uh, may have been six years to the day. I mean, I don't know that, but it was very, very close. <clears throat> so, all of a sudden... Because I, I felt a little bit crazy doing the... Because <laughs> we don't have anybody that's coming yet. Right. We've rented these cabins for what? <laughs> for who? I don't know. So it was a total step in faith. Well, yeah. And I, I don't know that anybody... I'm going to have to literally... And I'm like, okay, how are we going <laughs> to reach out to these people? Well, of course, if you don't know what to do, what do you do? You use Facebook. That's right. And I haven't even done that yet. I've got to go home and do the math. And divide and see how much each person is going to need to pay for their housing. And, and then kind of come up with a point. Right. So I'm all coming to this cabin. Right. What's the point? What are we doing? Are we doing an outside service? I had no clue what we were doing. Right. So that's what we did. And so I'm in, but I am now feeling like, okay, this is a God thing. Yeah. He is going to direct our paths. Mm -hmm. And we are going to fulfill a thing. And I don't really understand it. <laughs> but we went. You guys showed up. And we had, uh, you all remember, we had Michael Hahn bring one, one, one monitor. Yeah. But I had such an inclination in my gut uh -huh. that I called an old friend, Kim White, and said, Kim, mm -hmm. we're going to the mountain. Yeah. And I'm not real sure. Well, what are you going to do? Well, we, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't really know. And we and we actually called that Miracle on the Mountain. Miracle on the Mountain. We did. Right. It was I had written this book and called it, Stronger, but that was the name of the event. And it Miracle. got dark and we did not mm -hmm. plan for that. We, we right. didn't yeah. know. And we had the car lot. I mean, so we have a film a hire a film crew. <laughs> a hire a film crew crew, Kim White. Yeah. And so these women are gathered, you all are looking at Mount Lacan, literally up front and close. Beautiful, yeah. 
And it, but it's like, okay, yeah, it's getting dark. It's only May, so it gets dark pretty early in early May. And I mean, the sound was not at all on point. We we did not prepare. Our excellence and was, that was not before blame. Before yeah. blame, and we were struggling with that. But but the Lord really moved. Yeah. And you could see that these women and what was the common denominator? Every woman there. There, there were two things that brought them to... It, it, they were going to build this community. They didn't right. know they were going to build a community. I didn't know they were going to build a community. The Lord knew. happened, yeah. But what you saw, that unified group of women in that vision, they had they had a couple of things in common. They had read the book. Yeah. And most of them were... Had a story. Had, had a pretty rough story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some of them were very hidden stories, some things that they'll never tell ever. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, but those women, that group of women, trusted each other, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they they formed these bonds with each other. Yeah, you know, a and, sister. And, it, and it's almost like if you've done women's ministry, and I had not. I mean, I, I've always been the woman that said I can't stand women because I think they're whiny. <laughs> you know, from the get go of my adulthood, I thought I always thought women were whiny. And absolutely needy. <laughs> so funny coming from a woman. Yeah, of course. 50%. <laughs> probably 75% of the audience that's listening, or maybe 85 is women. But you, you all are going to get this, the listener. You know, women are just so, jealousy. Just all the things that make you go, you know what? You need to have a good working relationship with men. Right. And be able to work with men. Because sometimes the women are going to get on your nerves so bad you can't work with them. And I've worked in offices and all that as a young person, and the tr- most trouble I had were out of women. But um, so I was like that jaded, right? A few bad experiences later person. So I'm like, God, this is a joke because I'm not at all interested in doing this because I think people. I tell people what I think, and it, they don't like me for it, and I'm just not the girl for this. And then we get there. And it's like as if the Lord said, "Well, you're you kind of done your work now. You got him mm-hmm. here. You go over there with your bad opinionated attitude and just get in the corner and leave them alone, because they're going to do the work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Y'all are going to do the ministry. You're going to do the singing. You all have done, you know, really the stage ministry, and my job is just to get them there, build it, yeah, and they will come." So we went home from that. Y'all remember how we felt? Kind of like, well, that was cool. Yeah. That was fun. Well, they start them a Facebook page. uh, Yep. Those women did. Well, we decided it was so much fun that we're going to go back. And we're going to go to another's destination in July. And and it was on the anniversary of the bus wreck. It was the five-year anniversary of the bus wreck. Mm -hmm. We went went and did that on July, I think, one through three. And five years from the day that we had, that you all had the, when I say the bus wreck, Kelly and Tara were in a terrible bus wreck in 2010. Right. And they hit a semi um, that was sitting still and they were doing 65. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a collision, life-threatening injuries and uh, a lot of scars. Tara's got a lot of emotional scars. Kelly has a broken back and had a lot of injuries. Uh, Kelly's, 
stretching. Daughter had a lot of injuries. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that came out of that that changed their lives. So that was kind of a five years. Kelly had not been able to wear high heels. Remember, she had to wear flat shoes for a long time. Yeah. So we're going to this mountain five years later on the anniversary, and she's preaching a sermon called The River Runs Through was that, It. Was that the five-year mm-hmm. uh-huh. year? Okay. It was five years to the day from yeah. the bus wreck that mm-hmm. you preached that sermon called The River Runs Through It and, and, and another one of these events. So we go in May, and we're mm-hmm. back by July 4th. May we're we're there May eighth or ninth or tenth. It was the the day after Mother's Day, and by July fourth we're having another one. Yeah, yeah. Or July first. That one is a story all open on its Mm -hmm. own because the the, it was fought so hard. It was fought so hard. It's we were planning on having it again outside. Remember, Mm -hmm. you had rented a tent. We had all this money, yes. Yes. and it was at the bottom of a hill, mm-hmm. which be- began to rain and pour rain, yes, and became a mudslide. Do you remember that? We were stuck in Orlando. We were stuck that, yes. in Orlando. Couldn't get the flight in. I had been. I was in Orlando doing a press. Um, I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. Press for my book. And it was during CBA yes, week. Is it CBA it where they do Christian yeah. broadcasters? Yes. So I'm there doing interviews mm-hmm. for my book. And I'm supposed to fly home and then get a ride to where <laughs> I was flying to Knoxville, I believe. And I'm driving a rental car in Orlando. And I've never known of this to ha- You talk about the devil having your number and saying, we're done here. I drove, I got in my car and drove out of the parking garage from that big place wherever they had that. It was a huge place in Orlando near a big hotel. And they had a, had a GPS. And it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Oh so I go to my phone. wouldn't work. So I call, I forget who, AT&T maybe or somebody, and they're like, all the GPS are out. Mm. And... I call Steve in the mountains and say, I need you to get, I'm going to miss my flight. I need you to get on your phone and direct me. The GPS was out on, I mean, AT&T was out on our GPS. <laughs> I've never known that to happen since no. or before. Uh-uh. So, and then it starts to be a news story. I'm hearing it then on the news. Well, there's this, they've had this down thing with a satellite and the and, of course. Um, okay. So I tried to find that airport by my, and it wasn't the MCO Orlando Airport. It was the, it's got another name, but it's the one that's outlying, and it is not close to anything. And I went in the same circle. For uh, I'm not even kidding you. Well, if you don't know, and you stop, and everybody speaks another language in Orlando, it's not. It's not really America. Orlando's not really America because <laughs> Disney World's there, and everybody from all over the world's right, there. Right. So I'm getting out and asking. I'm. I am in tears. <laughs> In tears, Sanford. That's the Sanford. Air, where the airport was. So I'm literally at my wit's end. I, in the meantime, I'm calling you all, and you're telling me you have a flood. Right. So I have an airport that I can't find, no GPS, and you ask people for a map, and they're like, I don't, I don't speak English. Right. So I have this horrible problem. Anyway, you all have a flood. Right. Even to the point that the piano player fell, hit his head, had to go to the ER. Exactly. And and you're you remember that yes, head yes. over all of this. So we're all looking at each other like, what are we? And then we just finally are like, okay, she's not here. So we're just going to have to <laughs> wing figure it. it out. Yeah. Amanda was figure pregnant we're with Edda. a big girl under his arm. <laughs> I think it was the most stressful 
maybe not the most stressful day of my life, top three. So I'm sitting in the Stanford airport. They tell me I have a standby ticket for the next flight. We have to change the city where I'm coming in. I'm going to fly now to Chattanooga. Steve's going to come to Chattanooga to get me. I've called him and said, head to Chattanooga. They have a standby flight. Then I get up to the front counter like, we don't have a standby flight. That was actually an oversold flight. You're going to have to, you know, forget that. I've turned my rental car in. i got nowhere to go. I sat down in the floor. This is true. I sat down in the floor in the middle of the lobby at the Sanford Airport in front of the ticket counter, and I just started crying. Mm. Like, I, this event is going to start in two hours. Yep. It's impossible for me to physically get there. I'm going to have to give up the ghost and accept that I'm not going to be there. Yeah. So I call you all, and Amanda again says, we got it. Yeah. We got it. It's pouring rain, and the tent can't be used, but we got it. We got nowhere else to have church, but we got it. Where are you going to have church? I don't know. Oh, man. But we got it. Mm-hmm. And you all gathered up under porches. Yes. Under truthfully, if we would have really thought about that, it's probably unsafe. Probably. <laughs> as many people as we right. had on that one deck. Probably 200 people. probably not as safe. But you know what? It worked. And I had professional singers coming, and there was no way to yeah. have sound. And they were using their iPhones for as a track and just standing there mm-hmm. and singing. I mean, I, I got, and they were, people were sending me videos and saying... This is not at all what we expected, but it's real good. <laughs> Amanda's preaching out by a hot tub. Yep. Yeah. Standing on a deck by a hot tub. So I am defeated. So, And this is, this is all bizarre as I think about it. So defeated. I get there. Finally, I get there. Okay, the 10 idea didn't work. The lady that owned Hidden Mountain called me and she said, I want you to go use my lodge. It's... It's a complimentary, get your people, go pack your stuff up in there. It was still raining. I, I did finally get a flight that night. I got a cab back to MCO Airport, got the last, it was Fourth um, of July weekend, mm. or week, got the last seat on a flight, paid about $75 million for it, got on the flight, you all had started church, people start blowing up my phone with texts and videos, and you know, love, a lot of love. It's going to be okay, lady. It's going to be okay. I get home. I Steve picks me up, has to fly, drive back to Nashville. I'm diverted from Chattanooga now to Nashville. Oh, I'm not really going to be in Chattanooga. Go to Nashville. So he drives around the world, picks me up. I'm squalling. We get back about midnight, get up the next morning. They say, go into the lodge. We went into the lodge and set up our stuff and I guess by afternoon, things are business, business as usual, sort of, only we'd never really know what usual was. I do know Kelly preached that message, mm-hmm. the river runs through it. Yep. I do know that. And I do know this was our this was our second and last night. Uh, I mean, the, the first night of service was on the decks. Right. And this was going to be our last service. And then the, we, we hadn't really gotten the format of the blessing offering and you know all the things that we've done over the years that have become norm we didn't have that format yet this was new but this woman 
there was this, I didn't know any of these people. Just just wrap your brain around this. We don't know these people. Right. And they have traveled from Oklahoma and Texas and Florida and Canada to this mountain to be rained on and have church on a porch. And now they're in, in, a, in the dry, but it's very crude. It's not... You know, it's not really planned out, and it's not a big production thing right. at that point. Right, And now it's a, at that point, it's all God. But this woman says to me before church started, do you think we could be baptized? <laughs> and I said, well, I guess. You know, I mean, at this point, I'm trying to just breathe. I don't probably didn't even really know the answer to that. I'm thinking, where would they be baptized, you know? <laughs> But it's July, and there's potential to do that. So we do, the, Kelly does the service. There's an altar service, and we're kind of at the end. Mm-hmm. And she raises her hand, I believe, in the back of the room again and says, I wanted to be baptized. Redheaded lady, remember her? And sure. Yeah. And you guys go... Yeah, I think some of us were still ministering, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe Amanda and, uh, oh. Marsha. Marsha was with us. Marsha Henry. And we ended up in the hot tub. Yeah, she. There's this huge hot tub. Like right behind the. Literally right behind it. Yeah, right behind the building that we were in. There was a. And so. It was probably a 20 person hot tub. It was very not planned. No. And it ended up, we ended up baptizing how many? Yeah, we were still in our probably church clothes and everything. People. Yeah, and probably mm-hmm. 100 ladies or so, give or take, in, in our I'll clothes. I'll never forget that There's night. pictures of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a special night. And it was. I mean, it was a really special night, it much was. more than we're going to be able to convey here. I but think even Hope got baptized. She did, she? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, by, that's July. And we had done some footage with Kim White. You, you went with me to that. We did some, uh, because the video from the night, the, the first night, that video, I was going to put that together and do this um, this DVD. Yeah. Kind of a, this movement, this women's mm-hmm. movement of not just going out for a meal and to, to uh, Bridgestone or Rep Arena and hearing a speaker calling it a women's conference and going home. But this movement where you went for three days to this mountain and you and you met these women and you stayed in a cabin with them and everybody had something in common. They were desperate for God. Mm. It was that kind of a thing. Mm. You know, it was not just, oh, I love God, but it was I'm desperate. If God yeah. does not move for me. Now, when you get a bunch of desperate people, let me let me be clear about this. You're going to get a bunch of broken people. You're going to get some people that aren't going to make it. Right. Mm-hmm. The statistics tell us some people will not walk out of that valley. They mm-hmm. won't make it out. They will die in the valley. But there are those that are going to make it, and they're going to make it because they had the help of somebody that understood them, yeah. that supported them, right. that undergirded them, that told them the truth, right. and that continued to daily mm, tell them right. the truth. So so it, it was like there's this thing where you had these kind of together women who are, that's 20%, who are preaching to the 80% that are there with an addiction, mm-hmm. with, a, with a relationship with their boss, 
who's their pastor, mm. having an affair with their pastor, right. who are, who's, who's battling mm. homosexuality. I mean, they're all the things you can think of we had in one room, mm-hmm. in one room. The river runs through it. Mm-hmm. Kelly preached about just the, the, almost the same thing Aaron preached on Sunday, mm-hmm. kind of. And so these women are very moved. Yeah. And two weeks earlier, we had done these B-roll things with Kim White. And Kim White says, tell me your vision. And I don't have, I don't have a vision. I don't know what I'm doing. We don't even know to do a good sign-in list. You know, we're, we're really doing everything wrong. But I say on camera, and I have the video, you know, I see these women shoring each other up and being family to those that are familyless. Mm. The girls that have lost community with their children, their parents, their siblings that have been broken off by hurt. I see these women filling in those cracks where there's no family and no friends, where they've lost trust, they've been church hurt, you know, all those, all of that. I see them, and I said, I see them walking in hospital rooms and believing God for healings. I also see them burying each other when God chooses not to heal or whatever. So the July, when Kelly preached that, and the girl that asked to be baptized by September, I'm not going to give all these details, and I'm not going to give a name, certainly, but by September, she was she was dead. The girl that raised the hand and started wow. our tradition of baptism. Yeah. She was dead. Bad circumstances. She was not an old woman. But she was broken mm-hmm. and had a really broken story. If I I would never tell her story, but if I did, you would be in tears listening to me. Mm. Really sad story. A lot of abuse, molestation, covered up by the church. Just a very, very sad story. And there was a there was a moment where she was accused of being she was accused had a family member that turned her into social services for abusing her mother. Mm. And the next day she lost her life. And I'll I'll leave it at that. But her family didn't oh. give her a funeral. Mm. Her mother had Alzheimer's and was old. Her daughter, nor any of her other family members, chose to give her a funeral. Broke my heart. And the thing that kind of solidified and sealed the deal for me was these women that had spent no time with her, 48 hours. Right. Mm -hmm, That lived 400 miles away, 200 miles away, 100 miles away. They got together and they went to the town she lived in. And they got a church. Mm-hmm. And they made a memory board. They didn't know her. But they went to her Facebook and went and got her childhood pictures. And they made them, they did <laughs> memorials the best way they knew how to somebody they just only knew a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. And they said, we're going to fill in the gap where the family where the family dropped the ball. Mm. And, we, and she may not know, but we're going to have her memory <laughs> entrenched because that's the girl. Yeah. that caused the baptism line to start that I got mm-hmm. baptized in where I got delivered. Right. That's the girl. That's the mm-hmm. woman that let mm-hmm. God speak through her to start our little traditional 
let's leave it in the water mm. stuff. Well, and they're like, we're going to honor her. I was at NQC. They called me and I said I would come. I'm committed. But they sent me all the, all the videos, all the pictures. But that is the most perfect picture right. of what these women are. Yeah. So it's called Stronger. And we we did that for years. And then last year during a kind of a chaotic time in our life, there was this moment where it's like, you have the option now, take this on the road. Yeah. And we bought a bus, packed up the kids, the grandkids, and hired a band. Yeah. And it's like a one night. It's mm-hmm. not the three. But, but tell me what if you were tell if you're telling a listener about Stronger on Tour, describe it to a listener. Wanting whoever, somebody. Well, it's unique because it's um it's not the same every night. Mm-mm. And I think a lot of times tours can be the same every night. Call it Stronger on Tour, so we'll call it a tour, but um it's a unique mixture of good music you know great music I can can brag because I don't say great music and a lot of word kind of weaved in to the night a lot of testimony um, a lot of unity yeah and that's really to me what is the we say it a lot that's the that's the glue obviously that's the key when there's unity we learned a long time ago. That's what what God is looking for. Right. Yeah. More so than talent. More so than, you know, even Nobody education else. and all right. the things, which are all great. But when there's a unity there and everybody's kind of in one mind, one accord, we're behind each other, kind of. You know, you've got this. Mm-hmm. I think that people feel that, and that yeah. women know that. And you, it's not again. It's not cookie cutter stories of. You know, we've been saved since we were five and we've right. never been through anything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, oh, we've been through some bad stuff and some of it was our choices and some of it wasn't, but we've not had perfect lives. And um, it speaks to desperate people, in my right. opinion. Still, yeah. that's kind of yeah. still, I think. It but doesn't mean you've got to be ready to throw your no. life to the wolves to mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, if you're hearing this and you don't know who we are, go go look for a date. And come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. KathyCrabHanna.com. I, I know I, my grandkids laugh at me because I think my name is KathyCrabHanna.com. But go to the, all those dates are always there. If you don't know where we're going, that's the place to find out. But I challenge you, go find somebody that's in a mess mm-hmm. and bring them and see if they can stay in that room where when, and, and we said all that, we've said it for seven years, but when you get that many people Mm-hmm. in one place and they all, what is their commonality what do they have in common they need a miracle right right they need something if god doesn't right. change it they're not going to make it and, and and that when you get that common you get people in a room with a common theme right. it's amazing how the atmosphere changes this kind of that you speak over you know everything's about what we speak and I think that if, even if it's just a one-night boot camp, right. learn to speak to the devil in your life. Learn to speak. You know, first of all, pack him a bag. 
And I'm not really talking about a person. I'm talking <laughs> about your situation. Right. But, you know, we are, we have every authority. We're, we're given the authority to say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Right. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to live in lack. Mm-hmm. If you're broke, you honestly don't have to be broke. We're living in a country where there are more jobs than people. The people that are willing to work are in 2022. I got a, I got a newsflash. They're prospering. People that are willing to go to work and work hard, work harder than the next person, longer hours than the next person, those people will own the country. Mm-hmm. I, that's a political sidebar, but you're welcome for it. Costs you nothing. The people that will work hard will own this country. I know we got billionaires and y'all all think they're going to own it, but really who's going to own it are the laborers that are willing to work because people are lazy. They're lazy. So if you're listening and your life is bad, hey, stronger, I, we speak to that. Mm-hmm. Amanda spoke the other day to, and we talked about her talking about idleness in the mm-hmm. scripture that you want. everybody wants faith, they want a prophecy, they want right. us to lay hands on you they want most most church people yeah that are in this particular mindset that i'm speaking of you want me to speak a miracle mm-hmm. over you and you get up and it's like poof almost right. puff the magic right. yeah. driving dragon thing and the lord just did a thing and all of a sudden your bills are paid and you land in a new property and all your dreams come true but that is not how it works right that's right and james is it, it talks about you know yeah, I got faith all day, mm-hmm. but my works. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, that's I right. mean, that's it, right. It's, and so, who wants to be dead? Without the works, we're right. dead. So, whether your whether your struggle is just plain old broke as a joke, poverty, or you got a husband that's mean as a snake to mm-hmm. you, or you've got cancer in your left breast and you're fixing to have it taken off next week. Whatever, right? Or anything in between. Anything in between. There's there's a laundry list. Mm -hmm. I feel like in my age group, a lot of the women are broken hearted by lack of community with their children and their Mm -hmm. grandchildren. Mm -hmm. This pandemic during these these months, it seems like a lot of families have grown colder on getting together and being a family. Right. And who gets dumped first? The older people, they feel right. they get dumped first. You, the, you can't dump your kids. you got to still be their taxi cabs. And, right. you know, but as our time gets stretched and we have the, the kind of the burden of all of the things we've had to have in the last two years, the, it feels like it's easier to walk away from that time spent on the elderly when you're stretched. Mm-hmm. You can't walk away from children, so you're going to... So anyway... Yeah. That's rambling point, but I feel a lot of the people my age feel very disconnected from their families, and the and depressed. The pandemic has also given people an excuse of, well, we don't want you to get sick. Like right. it's provided an oh, easy yeah. out for it people has. to not have to worry about elderly making that time. Yes, and I, and a it's lot of the easier. people my age when I, when they kind of give me their heart and their crushed mm-hmm. moments of I'm sad. It's like well, I never see my kids anymore. I never mm-hmm. see my grand. You know, I had a lady tell me the other way, the day she had not seen her children. They lived twenty miles away since the pandemic started. Oh my gosh! Oh man! 
Which is ridiculous. So that tells me they were waiting for an excuse, Mm -hmm. right? But the but there's a lot of there's a lot of different brands of heartbreak. Mm. Right. There's a lot of different brands. It doesn't all look like a black eye and an abusive husband. There's a lot of seventy two year old widows. Lonely. That their husband died five years ago and now that with this stretch of pandemic months Mm. And as I said, there's been a there's been a gulf there between them and their families, and and it's been an acceptable gulf. Oh, we can't make you sick, right? And now all of a sudden, that's our lifestyle, right? It's the new normal, and they and so even you, seventy two year old widows, get in your car. Listen, sis, let's get up. Let's put our shoes on. Let's put our let's put our hair on. <laughs> <laughs> or put our hair up, or let's color our hair, or do whatever we do to our hair. At, at my age, there's a lot of different things I could possibly do. I said the other day, how easy would a wig be? How easy would that be? But, listen, you know, until you're dead, you have purpose. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, there's really an epidemic of discouragement. We're death-weary. We're death fatigued in the church. I think the church has probably lost more people to COVID statistically than the world. Mm. Um, Stronger on tour does bring a breath of life, I think, to a a body. Mm. I feel like we do bring a lot of stories and a lot of overcomer stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a little one night revival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Women encouraging women. And kind of going for it. It's almost like a insane man. You know what? I I don't want to. I hope I don't get judged for saying this, but it's almost like a little, like not little, like a pep rally. Yeah. yeah. Like a burst of you can do this. You're gonna get through this. Listen. I mean, when you hear Crystal, everybody's story is very different, Mm -hmm. and Crystal's is unique, and Tara's is unique, and Amanda's is unique, and then you've got all this singing in between, especially by these younger. Yeah. It's not just. It's not just our age. There's a, a a good variety of age up on the. On yes. this platform, right. and that you know, there, I love that. Yeah. There's something for everybody, in my opinion, for every woman that comes. There's somebody on that stage that can relate, and that they will resonate with what they have right. to say. Exactly. Right. Well, you're walking yeah, out right. of struggle, I'm Kelly, just right now, just saying. I mean, we don't say just saying anymore, do we? My you can. I think it's fine. Told me the other day that it was like so not not it's last season. Oh, well, that's okay. say just saying. We'll I need you. to find a more relevant way of saying that, but just saying. But I mean, you're walking out this this specific kind of struggle. Yeah. Um, your girls are walking it with you. We're walking it right there behind you. I'll stand back there with our little, you know, shields and ammunition and all that, and. And really, that's how Stronger on Tour even came about. It's just because when that season hit you, it was like all of the brigade was like, okay, we got to shift. Right. You know, we hear the word shift a lot. It's used a lot in ministry. But this was really a shift. Yeah. This wasn't an atmosphere shift. It was a physical. It was everything. It was a, it was everything shift, yeah. And it needed to happen. So my ministry took a <laughs> a hit, yeah, and everything changed, and I didn't really have a lead singer anymore. You know, I went from do I just go there? I went through the process of a divorce. You do what you feel, sis. And the divorce wasn't 
anything I had planned on or ever saw coming. And my husband sang most of our songs. And the girls and I were left to sort of just decide what to do. And once we decided to keep singing, then Stronger on Tour seemed like the next step for us yeah. first, probably. Right. We needed a change of scenery, a change of... We needed to be around our family. Right. And this put our family with us. Yeah. And everybody else was willing and able and ready as well. So, um, and, you know, Stronger, what better way to tour than Stronger... You know, it was what we needed to be stronger. So it was kind of, it was like we we're going to prophesy over ourselves. And so that's kind of what, it was the right moment for it to go on tour in 2021. And, you know, we're kind of healing while we're ministering up there. But, but I understand some of these stories now in a very right. different way right. than I did a year and a half ago, two years ago. When we first started Stronger, I thought I understood because we've been mm-hmm. through the wreck and we've been through some stuff That's as a family. But the personal heartbreak, the personal devastation, mm-hmm. grieving, I understand those on rejection. I those understand women. all those things that make you the most vulnerable in life. Those women that came to those destination Strongers yeah. in the mountains that would lay in those altars right. yeah. with tears and then stand in line and, and, and squall while they're yeah. waiting on baptism. And not that we think that you know, the baptism thing, baptism is always great. And I think be baptized every every chance you get. You know, I'm all about it. But, you know, a lot of those women would say, I'm going to leave right. that here. Yeah. I'm going to walk home. I mean, I'm going to go home and I'm going to walk this thing out in victory no matter what is around me. Yeah. I might not see victory, but I'm going to be in victory. Yeah, I might not and smell you, it. I'm going to be in it. You might have a bad day, but you're not going to have, you're not going to give up. No. That's, right. That's kind of what every stronger ends up being is like, um, uh, you got to make up your mind and this is the night to do it. Because once you've made up your mind, there's not a lot that can stop you. That's right. In your walk with Christ. So that's kind of what stronger is to me. And yeah, I think I understand the personal ministry that it has become to women on a different level than I did, you know, like I said, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah. So if you, if you stop and look at the, and, we, and we're going to wind it up. Crystal, you've said nothing. And we got Crystal on a bus now. Got Crystal on a bus. Yes, which is a miracle in itself. I'm the first one to bed. <laughs> but when you think about the vastness of God and how he goes back years and did we need to know, did I need to know about Tara's vision to maybe pull the trigger to start all of this rotation? No, I would have done it anyway. But guess what that was? Mm-hmm. That was that marker of confirmation. Right. That was that marker of confirmation. He had a plan. That that he already that oh okay mm-hmm. I'm not as really terrified about charging ten thousand on my card. I remember the vision. And I want to say something. I know we're wrapping this up, but I, I do want to say something because I I was telling the vision earlier, and I said something about makeup and clothes. Right. So there was one of the stronger events that we had in Pigeon Forge. Um, we did like this um, 
you could nominate one of your yeah. friends. Remember that? It was so fun. And, Actually, and what, we did it more than once. So I think even that, okay, so you could nominate one of your friends or a lady that maybe had a story that mm-hmm. resonated with you, and they were going to get a makeover. Mm. Right. And so, the, and that was part of the, and that was part of, that was the gift, right? I think we did clothing and yeah, and then we, we had a clothing where these women that they maybe got, had no money and stuff, they but um, needed clothes so to your, start a job or whatever. Your, your vision was in detail, right? And it was on point, mm-hmm. and and that and so so you got to go back to God knowing everything. That's it, yeah. and he. He gave you that for when that upstart. It wasn't like we were selling makeup is where I was right. going with it that. Was, it wasn't we that. It, there was actually a thing for that, you know. It was a part of the ministry. It was a part of the yeah. ministry. Yeah, and a lot of yes. these ladies, y'all, when you're down, you're down. Right. You feel ugly. You right. feel rejected, dejected. There are women that have have had so much grief that their eyes are sunk in their head. Mm, right. They've lost a hundred pounds, and they're you know everything about their appearance was hollow. And 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 look, they you they and I'm just gonna be honest that when the year of the first makeup thing, uh-huh. some of those women looked dead. Right. And when they got finished with them, they were gorgeous. And yes, and I have a lot of those gorgeous. pictures. And yeah. So the um, Lord knew, gave you the vision. So that there was this little dab of confirmation where we were going to walk out this thing. And he knew that would be... The, so we, we got seasons. We mm-hmm. have the, set, the the six years of... So you have... I'm going to break this down because we <laughs> love numbers around here. So you have the vision. Mm-hmm. You tell me about it. Six years later, we start the destination events. Mm-hmm. Y'all think with me here. Mm-hmm. Cameron, what's in the number six? Google that. What does it mean spiritually? Six years later, you come to me. I mean, we go and we rent the cabins. We start the mountain destination and the beach destination event stronger. Mm -hmm. Six years later, six years later, the Lord knew all this now. In the meantime, these women have started a private group. There's nearly a thousand of them. These are the hardcores the ones that live and breathe for being in community and praying and doing and helping each other. So we have now we have an army of a thousand women. That's the ones just in the page. Yeah. Six years after that, Kelly's world rose up. Wow. Six years. I'm almost to the day. And I get the call that from an outsider that's just looking at the forest. It's not in the middle of it. It's not in my life. And he says, it's time for that to go on tour. It's time for you to take what you've done at those destination events for three days. Not everybody has the luxury of three days in a trip. Right. It's too, The times are too hard. Right. People are too busy. It's time for that to get on a bus and go to the people. So six years mm. from the vision wow. to the first stronger, six years from the first stronger to going on the road with stronger. And I will say in 2022, I will expect that we will do the road and we will do destinations both. Mm. But I, I, 
I want to say also, this is just all interjected, and a lot of these stronger women will listen. Right. But when this happened for Kelly, when her life blew up, she had an army. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Not as family. They were assembled. Yeah. Yep. They were assembled. That's that's true. And ready for battle. Yep. And the Lord knew. I'm thankful for that. The Lord knew the day we went to that mountain, that first day when you all met me there, and I wrote the first word of that book. Yeah. And I had somebody tell me this recently. said that when you were down there writing that book on that mountain, the Lord knew that the women that would read that book and that were so broken would be there when your daughter went through the worst heartbreak of her life. And they would nurse her wounds. And I don't, I'm not sitting here saying we're poverty. We're not poverty people. We're in God's economy. We're always going to be all right. Nobody's wealthy. Don't think we are. We're not those people. If we have $1,000, we're going to give away $975 of it. Right. That's how I live my life. And that's really pretty much how all of us live our lives. So we'll never accumulate much wealth because it's going to go in and go out and go in and go out. But when that happened for Kelly, and no, nobody got up and said, oh, Kelly's not going to have anything to pay her electric bill with. It wasn't like that. Just the love of those that had gone through it. Right. And gotten, they, they walked through hell and they kept going. Right. The women that had done it and said, you know what? You don't need just prayer. You need support. You don't just need finances. You need a hug. So the three things, prayer, a financial, you know, mm-hmm. you think about all the single moms that go through messes where the where the husband leaves or a single daddy goes through messes where the wife leaves, whatever. Right. And what a hardship that can be on your finances. Oh, yeah. Kelly's a witness. Yeah. That can be a hardship on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Gives you a whole new perspective, really. But no, you know, I was looking back through some information just for business purposes and all the people that donated to me and the girls Mm -hmm. that just you know Mm -hmm. from big amounts to twenty dollars and it all added up and was such a blessing and helped us and more than just the the having the finances of it just the yes the fact that the love that was poured out and the concern and people sent us you know Chocolate covered strawberries, mm-hmm. which sounds insignificant, but to know somebody even takes the time out of their day just you. because yeah, they right. want you to know that you're not forgotten when you right. feel very forgotten. Mm-hmm. You don't ever forget you it. Forget you that. never forget it. So I guess the the overarching bigger comment of this whole of this whole session is that we feel like we've joined a group of girls together. Mm-hmm. Just because God said, hey, Tara, I'm going to give you a vision. You speak it tonight at dinner, and then it'll set for six years and marinate while she goes and sells these old houses and messes with all this real estate. But there's going to come a day that that dream's going to get picked up, and it's going to get dusted off, and we're going to walk back and revisit that dream. Mm. And then Mary Lou over here in Topeka, Instead of, it's real to me today, instead of deciding to take a whole bottle of pills, Mm. 
She's going to get online and watch these girls sing and preach. Mm -hmm. And she's going to decide to go to one of these events. And she's going to find her some buddies (laughs) that will pray her through Mm -hmm. and hang with her at three in the morning when that when that call comes and she's right back in that pit again. We don't get out of the pit and stay out. We Sometimes it's a back and forth visit. But my point is, the overarching thing that I really want to say is that that community of women, that's not about mm-hmm. me, you, her, 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 her. It's about a greater good. That's right. Yeah. Community command. To be a good sister. Right. It, it's pretty simple. People need people. People That's need right. people. And that when you, especially godly, mm-hmm. to have people to <laughs> have you a memorial if there's nobody else to do it. That's that, right. You know, that. They don't know you. Yeah. They don't know that. that. People know need it. people. And, and these women, without us in the room, mm-hmm. they bonded and they have these like probably lifelong Christian that's sisters right. that they can call that's right. in the middle of the night, and that's the bigger picture of stronger. So it's a movement. Yeah, it's a movement. it's a, it's not an event. It, no. You you can come to an event. We want you to come to event. You can let it be that if you want. Yeah, yeah. The, the goal is much more. But I think teaching each other to keep mm-hmm. to keep the secret. I always say, what happens on the mountain stays on the mountain, and you better not betray a sister, mm-hmm. or you are out. Right. You will be kicked off that page. I mean, if you do anything to betray someone, you're out. We're not going to do anything to you physically, right. but we will not allow you in this community. It's a trust community. That's right. And that is really, I say it a lot, but if all of us, if every woman in the world could ditch their jealousy mm-hmm. and learn to love each other, right. We could solve every problem in the world in one day. So, on your number six. So, I'm looking up here um, in the Hebrew. So, it's a vav. And if you don't know the Hebrew people and their language, they don't just read at surface level like we do. Their language, every letter is a number and a picture. Like, there's so many layers to what they, like the original text, there's so much more than what we get out of it. Um, and the picture of it is a shepherd's hook. That's oh, number wow. six. Oh, and it, and that in front of a word changes the word. It transforms. It says it transforms the past into the future and the future into the past. Wow. Um, and it also talks about completion. That it, it's it's seen as a number of completion and connection, which is exactly Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I want to say that, and I've said this over, somebody said this already, but for our family, and and I want you to look at our family as a broken mess that God still allows to carry a message. Listen, we don't have it all figured out. We are, we've told you a bunch of our junk in the last few podcasts. If you haven't listened, go back. It's all there. We're, We're a mess. We're messy people with a message. Message is so highly resonated when people think, okay, if you had that happen to you or you made that choice mm-hmm. and still 20 years later, God can call you out and use That's you right. in front of these people, I bet he could do the same for me. And I don't, and that doesn't necessarily mean a platform. It doesn't necessarily That's mean right. you're a singer. But it means the usefulness to the kingdom. But I have been extremely happy and I say this a lot 
to have this umbrella a covering over our entire family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, stronger on tour. That when you hear of the Crab family singing, you know you're going to get Adam, Aaron, Tara, Jason Kelly. Right. When you hear Aaron Amanda preaching revival, you know you're going to get Aaron Amanda. When you hear Crystal going out and doing a marriage conference with Brian, it's going to be Crystal and Brian. You hear Adam with Gaither Volkman, it's going to be Adam and Bill and the boys. Right. Okay, so all of these individual ministries, right? Mm-hmm. And I left out somebody. I don't know who I left out, but anyway. You left Jason. out, that's okay. When you hear Jason's going to go sing a solo. Yeah, Tara and Tara. I don't really do anything. Yes, you do. You do everything. <laughs> I but but my kidding. point is everybody. Well, you crab family. You that's you want right. to do that. Yeah, that's right. But you are you here? Whatever. You you know what you're going to get. Right. But under the stronger umbrella, mm-hmm. as somebody said early on, you don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're going to get ministry, and you're going to get some real gut wrenching truth. Yeah. But you walk in, and you may have. I mean, the other night in Pigeon Forge, we had almost the whole family there, all the guys, and it was just like, okay, you don't know what you're going to get. We promise you you're going to get a bunch, right? and you're going to get something great. But it's it's revolving. It's like a deep bench syndrome where the bench is deep, and whoever is up to bat is who you're going to get that night. And I love that. Because, you know, we got two buses, we just or three with Jason, just keep loading them in and go. I like that. Love it. And the band. Oh my Phenomenal. You get a better band. They're so good. Phenomenal. So in a world where a lot of people are shortcutting, yeah. there's a lot of events where they're trying to cut costs and cut corners. And, 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 and I'm not even, I'm not down in that. I've done it. Right. Like we talked about doing a track on an iPhone. <laughs> right. You do what you got to do. All the glory to God. But we have decided that excellence is the is the key for the day, and we're going to take the best of the best out to do this ministry because God said you can. Mm-hmm. You have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. You build the bit vision big and you can make it big. So, if you have never been to a road stronger on tour, come. Stronger destination. We don't have any on the books right now because we have a COVID spike every six months. And I have liked yeah. to see those stop before we plan another one. But it's been a joy. Um, y'all have a final anything? Come see us. Yeah. I'm Come see us. Thing. Check uh, your website, right? KathyCrabHannon.com. Yeah. And we'd love for you to come be a part of the stronger thing we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. If you if you're sitting there listening and you feel like you really don't have friends, find us. Yeah. Come find us. We like friends. We like lots of friends. Listen and join that join the page on Facebook. Listen, you know, those women, oh, yeah. that's a that's a true community. I don't think right? that's easy to do. I think you have to come you to You have to the kind of go first. through oh, okay. That, so you come see us. Come meet us in person and then, and then join. That's right. That's right. But listen, follow us on Facebook, Cat Kathy Crab Hannah, Kathy Crab Hannah Page, Tara Crab Penhollow, Crystal. Y'all get your pens out and write these things. <laughs> Tara is T E R A H, spelled different. Crab Penhollow. Yep. She's on Facebook, Instagram. Yes. Crystal, K R Y S T A L, like the hamburger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
For those of you that have Crystal Burgers. Crystal May, M-A-Y, Lawing, L-A-W-I-N-G. Kelly, well, let's send them to your big page. Okay. Kelly Crab, C-R-A-B-B, and the Bowling Sisters. That's Facebook. Kelly Crab and the Bowling Sisters. Cameron, you want to give your Facebook? You can. Cameron, Cameron Isaacs, Isaacs Andrus. Isaacs is I-S-A-A-C-S. Two A's. <laughs> yes, two A's. Kathy Crab, Hannah. Kathy Crab, Hannah. Page. It just means it's a page. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says, that's your name? Like, no. Yes. Just means it's a page. Kathy Crab, Hannah. Page. Follow us. You'll, we'll give you all the details and everything. We'll probably give you more details than everyone. All right. I don't have another thing. I'm tired, and I love you guys. I've appreciated your attention today, and if you um, don't have anything else, pray for us. And you're giving me a signal, and I don't know what you're telling me. If you would be oh yes willing. oh thank you Cameron such a good assistant granddaughter granddaughter assistant assistant first always uh, <laughs> she's really thinks I always say the assistant first if you have enjoyed this like share five star ratings if you're going to give us a four star three star two don't save it give it to somebody else five star ratings only and we appreciate you you will decide if we do another season based on how much you like sitting on the table and talking everybody have a great day and be blessed in jesus name